Who should the Packers re-sign? <laughs> That's easy. Wide receiver Tom Grassi. They just have to sign me for a contract first and then re-sign me. Checkmate. Crossy Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. I'm sure that lots of people on this list are going to be gone next year, and I'm going to cry, Grassy. And today we are going to be talking about who the Packers should re-sign next after, of course, Kenny Clark getting that big old contract for $70 million in four years. And so we'll be taking a look at that. Now, we don't have any new patrons or YouTube members to salute to today and so instead i'll do a little self-promotion that you could still pick up some packcast merch at bonfire.com slash packcast and you could get a bunch of designs and grassy posse shirts and all that great stuff and again 100 of the proceeds are going to be going directly to jas and a wonderful charity in green bay wisconsin so if you want to rep some cool merch and help out a good cause there you go. Now, as soon as Kenny Clark was re-signed, Packers fans everywhere had a big huh, sigh of relief. However, this then led to the next thing of, okay, who are we going to re-sign if anybody next? And we've talked about this a number of times on the show, talking about how there are going to be a number of impending free agents next year. Throw on top of that with the cap tightening that is going to occur next year because of COVID and the lack of funds coming into the NFL this year. So while we would love to re-sign all of these guys, we're unfortunately going to have to pick. And so there are five main guys who are scheduled to be free agents next year. So let's go through and take a look at them and make the argument on if they should be re-signed and will the Packers actually pull the trigger. So number one is going to be Corey Lindsley. Now, right off the bat, if you look at this list, Corey Lindsley might rank pretty low for you. He might rank number four or five out of five. However, I would like to make the argument that Corey Lindsley, and I've said this for a few years now, is one of the most underrated players on the Packers roster today. And if there's one word that would describe Corey Lindsley, it has been consistency. Now, before last year, where he suffered a back injury, the guy has been the epitome of consistency and health. And last year, PFF ranked him number seven amongst all centers. In addition, he only allowed five sacks last year on 950 snaps and only committed two penalties. Now, he just turned 29 years old in July. And so the question becomes, do you re-sign him? Now, they did re-sign him to a three-year extension back in December of 2017. So that will expire after this season. And center is one of those positions that honestly just gets taken for granted a whole lot. Now, the former fifth round pick, will he actually get re-signed by the Green Bay Packers? And how I'm looking at this is I think he has earned another contract with his consistent great play. But if you take a look at how the Packers have been making personnel moves over the past couple seasons, you see that there's some competition at center if Lindsley was to leave. For example, 
Earlier this week, Corey Lindsley was held out of practice because of a precautionary measure, and he had guys who filled in for his spot. So, for example, you had the drafting of John Runyon. You have Jake Hansen, who was also drafted in the sixth round this year. You have Lucas Patrick, who can fill in. And in addition, you have guys like Elton Jenkins, who can just fill in anywhere because that guy just seems that he could play any position on the offensive line. Matt LaFleur even said so. So while I think that Corey Lindsley is a great player, and I think that he is a staple to the this team. I think that there are enough guys to replace him depending on how well guys like Runyon and Hanson are going to develop. And you always have Lucas Patrick to fall back on as well. And if things get really, really tight, you go with Jenkins, even though I think his talents would be much better suited elsewhere along that line. Then continuing with the offensive line, you have David Bakhtiari, Arguably the best left tackle in the game. Now, left tackles already get paid a crap ton of money. See the Bills in their recent extension. And the biggest difference between David Bakhtiari and Corey Lindsley is not obviously just the positions and how they're valued in the NFL, but behind David Bakhtiari, there isn't a whole lot of competition at left tackle. David Bakhtiari was pulled from practice because of a leg injury, and thankfully he was able to return. But you know who filled in for him? Undrafted free agent Alex Light. And again, we look at Runyon, he had did play left tackle at Michigan, and Jenkins could theoretically move to left tackle. This is a bigger problem, and I think that the Packers are going to unfortunately find themselves in a position where they have no choice but to resign him. And that's not a knock on David Bakhtiari, because the guy is obviously still a great player. But he also will be turning 29 years old this coming September. And so to extend him, it is going to cost a lot of money. The Packers are most likely not going to be able to franchise tag him next year because that is going to cost them a wallop and is going to really, really tighten the cap next year. So David Bakhtiari, it seems, is heading for a big deal. Now, what that deal will look like, I would imagine it's going to be about a three-year extension. And from there, they're going to have to make some investments in the draft. Now, we also talked about this last week, talking about if there's not a wide receiver that steps up, we're going to have to draft a wide receiver. I'm not saying it needs to be a first rounder, but it's going to be something, you know, in the first three rounds, I would assume. And so now where we're heading, if you look at it, left tackle is going to be a position of need that they're going to have to draft within the next three years. Wide receiver is most likely going to be a position of need. And then you have right tackle, who which could also be a position of need because, again, Ricky Wagner is temporary. And even if you got a guy like Veldeer to come back, you know, with his age as well, that's a temporary fix. And so it looks like the Packers are going to have to invest some heavy draft capital, not only in wide receiver in the next coming years, but also at left and right tackle. Then you got cornerback Kevin King. Now, ask me before last year, I'm like, no, there's no way in hell Kevin King is going to be re-signed. Now, fast forward to right now, in which Kevin King actually had a season last year, which was not bogged down by injuries, and boy, oh boy, did he produce. He led the team in interceptions with five. The guy was great on the right side, and the former second rounder really kind of said, hey, this is why you drafted me in the second round. If Kevin King picks up where he left off last year and plays really well this season, he is going to get some pretty damn big money. Will it come from the Packers? That's where things get a little bit dicey because you look at this again and it's similar to Corey Lindsley. He has competition at that spot. You obviously have Jair Alexander, who has proven to be, you know, the number one CB, but you have guys like Josh Jackson, who is having himself a nice camp and hasn't really flourished into 
you know, what Kevin King did as a second rounder. So there's a lot of potential there. You have guys like Chandon Sullivan, you have Kadar Holman. And the thing with all three of these guys is one, they need experience and need to prove that they could take over if Kevin King left. You look at this season and look at that secondary, there is a chance that the Green Bay Packers have a really damn good secondary this year. But with that is going to come a price tag. Jair Alexander is eventually going to need to be re-signed. And so you look at this, okay, can you pay two corners CB1 money? I don't think the answer is yes to that. So unfortunately, while even if Kevin King plays lights out, I don't think that's going to help him stay on the Green Bay Packers purely for financial reasons. Then you got, of course, one of the biggest question marks, and that is Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, similar to Kevin King, right? But at least was still more productive during his injury-riddled first two seasons. But Aaron Jones exploded on the scene last year. Got at 16 rushing touchdowns, over 1,000 yards. He's a pass threat, had nearly 500 yards through the air. And what Aaron Jones provides is something different, right? We'll talk about A.J. Dillon in a second, but his combination of a pass-catching ability, throw that in there with his elusiveness, his speed. Yeah, Aaron Jones is a damn good football player. And it seems that when Aaron Jones is involved in the game plan, the Packers usually do pretty darn well. Now, we've talked about the running back free agent market. Aaron Jones heading into this year as an impending free agent actually could be perfect for the Packers, considering you have guys like Dalvin Cook, Kamara, they're going to be free agents. And so the running back market in itself is not incredibly high because people don't want to pay running backs anymore. So we might be able to extend Aaron Jones and, you know, be able to keep a few pennies. And honestly, a backfield of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, Dillon being that bruiser back, would be phenomenal and would give defenses fits. And again, it provides that thunder and lightning dynamic. However, using a second round pick for a running back like the Packers did in the 2020 draft on A.J. Dillon, for me in the moment, didn't really bode well for Aaron Jones and him being extended. However, you did have reports coming out saying that the Packers are looking to get a deal done. That came out after Kenny Clark got his extension. So is it possible? Absolutely, the stars might align. However, I don't think he's the number one priority. That is David Bakhtiari right now. And depending on how much money they're going to throw at him, how much money they're going to have left over in the cap is really going to depend on if they can actually afford to bring Aaron Jones back. And finally, you have Jamal Williams. Now, Jamal Williams is another good running back who is great in the passing game. You look at one of the best throws from last season, Aaron Rodgers in that Chiefs game throwing that touchdown, that's Jamal Williams, and he is just as responsible as Aaron Jones is for that play. Now, I imagine if Aaron Jones is extended, that means that Jamal Williams is not going to be there next year because they're not going to give him the money. However, if Aaron Jones winds up leaving, that actually could open the door for Jamal Williams, depending on the development of Dexter Williams. Dexter Williams, who has shown like that speed, looked good last year in preseason, then really didn't do a whole lot last year. If Dexter Williams doesn't develop, there may be a role for Jamal Williams still on this team. I don't think it'd be as effective as an Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, but they would not have to pay Jamal Williams Aaron Jones money. And so because of that, that might work in his favor. So I think that if Jamal Williams is going to get re-signed, it depends on if Aaron Jones stays or not and if Dexter Williams 
winds up developing into an option that the Packers could retain for cheaper. So right now, if I was to rank who the most important players are to resign and the most likely players to get resigned, at number one, I would have David Bakhtiari. Number two would be Aaron Jones. Number three would be Corey Lindsley. Number four would be Kevin King. And number five would be Jamal Williams. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. Which of these guys do you think are going to be resigned? Are any of them going to be resigned? Let me know what you think. You can always find me at TomGrassyComedy.com or at TomGrassyComedy on all social media. See down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrassyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, Go Pack Go! <laughs>